0: What is good, ladies and gentlemen? This is episode 49 of Your Mom's Favorite Threesome. We've got a special Sunday episode here for you guys today. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get this out a little earlier uh, than normal, but because of that, we uh, we lost a fellow member. We're down uh, a member. We're down a guy today. Uh, obviously, we're talking about the, the big guy. Uh, Antoine could not make today's episode, so Sam and I will be holding the fort down here. <laughs> I'm um, going to get you caught up on what's going on in the NBA Finals and what else is going on in the world of sports. Uh, it's been kind of a busy weekend. It has. Um, you know, as as fellow Oklahomans, uh, there's a lot going on in the, the the sports world, both OU and OSU.
1: Yep. Uh, I guess technically ORU too. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, but. Um, and I mean, technically OSU as well. I mean.
0: Yeah. OU, OSU, OSU and ORU. Yeah. So we've got all three covered there. I um, meant to give a shout-out last episode, just while I'm thinking about it, but uh, um, RSU softball they won, the national, won title? the national title. That's insane. Pretty pretty freaking cool. Um,
1: I didn't realize because I went to uh, going to UCO. When I went to UCO, we actually, UCO actually won the national title oh, in softball. Nice. I mean, UCO probably – I mean, probably not this year so much, but majority in-state has got the third best softball program in state. I mean, that's saying a lot behind. And they, I would, you know, they might have even given one of the, at least OSU, maybe a run for the money when I was in college. Because mm-hmm. OSU's team wasn't where they are at now. But, you know, that's just, you know, that's a little biased right there. But
0: <laughs> Well, you know, uh, I actually graduated from RSU, so shout out to uh, Hillcats there. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, very cool. I mean, I heard the team, uh, the, the girls were very solid. I think they're led by a freshman um, who's getting offers from all over the place, uh, including OU.
1: So, so that's my thing, too, is that this is the – and we can get into this a little bit more. Uh, we, we'll we get into this a little bit more, especially when we get into college football season. But this is one of those things where that transfer portal and, you know, so maybe some NIL money type stuff can really start hurting some programs like a RSU oh, or a sure. UCO when they get players like that. But
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Um yeah, just a great weekend of sports. Uh, obviously, we're going to touch on a little bit of everything this episode, mm-hmm. but we should obviously start with the NBA Finals. Yep. We had Game 1 on Thursday, and uh, Game 1 did not
1: disappoint. It did not. This is what I wanted in the NBA Finals.
0: You know, it was completely came out, looked like it was going to be all Warriors. Um, Boston was hanging around there, but it was just too much Steph, especially early, mm-hmm. kind of setting a, a record. Uh, oh yeah for the first quarter um you know it, warriors just
1: playing warrior basketball and, and that's what they did and then the fourth quarter happened yeah they um so i was following this game because uh i had the kickball playoffs but uh i was following the game on my phone and i mean the celtics let at halftime they were hanging around the warriors came out right out the gates firing like you said steph was hot um but you know Boston was able to, like, weather the storm in that second quarter, and, you know, they gave them a two-point lead. And then it's just – we talked about this a bunch with the Celtics. It's just that they can have this one bad qu- uh, quarter that can really derail them in the game. And I think in that quarter they got outscored, like, 38-20. to 20. Mm. Um, I mean, they just got down big. and uh, But it was weird because even though they the Warriors came out hot in that for, uh, their quarter, it was the last, like, two minutes of that quarter from the Celtics – That kind of got them back in. It got them within 12 in the fourth. And then the fourth quarter, they just went nuts. They started out seven for seven from three. And, I mean, the defense just put the clamps down.
0: No, it was really cool to see. I mean, to be honest, I mean, you know, I've voiced my opinion on how I kind of feel about both these teams. Not Mm -hmm. not my uh, favorite teams. But to see what Boston was doing out there playing as a team, Um, you know, Al Horford, his story has been absolutely incredible. Um, and boy, did he show up! I mean, if you, you're thinking you get six threes from a guy like him, uh, yeah, you're probably doing something pretty good. Yeah. And like you said, they started seven for seven from three in that in, in the fourth quarter, um, could not miss, man. I mean, the, everyone was just freaking buzzing together, and uh, you know, was a very impressive win from, um, real, like I said, start to finish. Uh, I mean, you look out of nowhere; they're getting a little help off the bench. Uh, Derek White you know comes at, off the bench and gets 21 points. Mm-hmm. I mean that's a that's a big boost there uh, cuz Tatum did not play well in this game. Um, and we know.
1: said this this was a thing that we and this was kind of in a way this is kind of a I mean you look at this and like we I, we all three said that if Jason uh, Jason Tatum comes out and has like these kind of games like a 4 for 19, a 3 for 17, there's no way the Celtics can survive. No. And sure enough, I mean, like you mentioned, Al Horford was incredible. Um, I Like I mentioned last week, one of the big matchups, uh, the X-Factor for me was kind of the Draymond versus Al Horford matchup because mm-hmm. I think Looney and Williams kind of X each other out. And so the only down-low matchup you have is those two. And, I mean, out game one, I mean, you know, Al Horford came out and, you know, did his thing. Um, Jason Tatum was 10 for 23, but he had a huge fourth quarter. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jalen Brown, sorry, Jalen Brown um, came out and just played lights out in that fourth quarter. And like I said, Derek White off the bench, because this is going to be a part where, you know, they need some big time bench help to kind of X out whatever Jordan Poole can do. And Derek White, as frustrated as I've been with him in the playoffs, I mean, you know, he has a game where he can go 0 for 10, and he turns around and has a game like this. I mean, he was fantastic.
0: No, for sure. And I mean, if I would have told you, yeah, Jason Tatum shot three for 17, played 42 minutes, and you still won by 12, uh, I think most Celtic fans would be pretty uh, excited. Yeah, excited to hear that because, no, I mean, it took a little bit of everyone. Horford was obviously the big, noticeable um, factor in it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, Smart played really good. Yep. Uh, Had some key, you know, um, plays both on offense and defense. Uh, Brown, yep, did his part. Um. It really though it comes down to, um, what Golden State didn't do, and that's did not get much production from Pool for one. Like mm-hmm. you said, I mean he's kind of the 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 um, the kickstart off the bench
1: when Steph comes out. Uh, you
0: know, yep. When Steph comes out. Um. But the big thing, I mean, you know Draymond Green, obviously we know is such an important part to this this team and all that, and he's having to do it in different ways now because. I, he is just really starting to dwindle. I mean, he's just not quite that same third piece like he once was. Um, now, you've got a guy like Wiggins. You've got mm-hmm. a, a guy like Poole to where maybe Draymond doesn't have to be that guy anymore. But, he, I mean, at times he really did feel almost like a, a liability out there. On offense, yeah. Uh, you know, and if that's how it's going to be, then, yeah, I it could be a long series for, for the Warriors.
1: I mean his energy, his passion. Um, whether you like the guy or not, he brings that. He's you know he brings it for the team. Defensively, um, you know he's a he's he's a solid defensive player. But yeah, offensively, it really is almost like four on five. And then you uh, you start Kevin Looney, who he shoots the ball four times and only makes one. I mean, really, you're almost like three on five. Yeah, um, and you're just not going to be able to. I mean, as great as the Warriors, you know you know the Clay. Steph, you know Curry, you know Draymond's energy. I mean, as great as you know, as much experience as they have, you cannot survive on that. I mean, they're gonna need more. They're gonna need more stuff from someone like a Kaminga. Um, I know Otto Porter came in and got him twelve. He made four threes. They're gonna need that. I mean, yeah, Jordan Poole is gonna have to play better than that. Yeah, um, for them to really win. Uh, I mean, none of. The, I'll say this: both teams shot over forty percent. From three, I don't think that's gonna happen in game two. No. Um, I mean, like both one might shoot forty, I have to see another shooting thirty percent. I think the Warriors will come out, probably with a little chip on their shoulder. I mean, they're gonna they need they have to because now all the pressure oh, they already yeah. had pressure on them in game one. That's just doubled now. Because yep. you cannot go back to Boston down two oh. No. I mean, it's just it's it's all it's I don't want to say it's a death nail because for a team like this that has all that experience, I mean, you guys mentioned it all the time, they have three championships. I mean, all that experience, I mean, you they know they can't go back down 2-0, especially for a team that's as hungry as Boston is. Yeah,
0: no, for sure. Um, so let me ask you this then. if we Obviously, I mean, I was going to say the same thing. Uh, I think the Warriors obviously have to respond because if they do go back down 2-0, Yeah, this series could be over pretty quick. Yeah, Uh, what is it going to take from the Warriors tonight to be able to um, find a way to leave
1: um, leave home with a one one series? Well, I just don't. I don't know. Offensively, I mean, they really need more production down low from someone other than. I mean, obviously, like like getting Kaminga more involved. They've got to get some down there to, you know, take some pressure off Steph. You know, Andrew Wiggins and Clay. I mean. You know Clay, he I mean, he shot 6 for 14. That's not bad, but 3 for 7 from 3. Steph was 12 for 25. Andrew was 8 for 15. I mean, those aren't bad shooting numbers, but they got to get some help down low. I mean, they got to take some that can, you know, open up some spacing for them cuz if they're not getting any help, if they're not getting any help down low, then I mean, you can tighten up the screws up top, you know, play a lot of good wing defense and, you know, make it a lot tough for them. I mean, I know Steph can Steph and Clay can both make, you know, 40-footers with ease, but, I mean, you don't want them jacking up seven of those types of shots. Right. Um, they need more bench help, obviously, from Jordan Poole. Um, defensively, they got tightened it up, obviously, uh, three-pointers. I mean, like I said, Boston shot 21 for 41 from three. I mean, if Boston shoots like that from three if going forward, I mean, just go ahead and give them the title now because that's going to be tough to beat. But this is one of those things where – Boston may not shoot that well from three, but Jason Tatum's not shooting three for 17 again. So – and we've seen this story happen before. So, um, you know, just try to keep that kind of same intensity on Jason Tatum and make others try to, you know, bail him out. Um, I don't think the Warriors need to change a lot, but the problem is, is that it doesn't seem like the Celtics, especially with that going off game one, they don't need to change a lot either. So yeah. this is what we wanted in the finals. Um I just think, I think tonight the Warriors are going to win. I think it'll be a close one, but I think they'll find a way to win. They'll hit some key shots. They'll get a little more production from Jordan Poole. Uh They'll probably get some more help down low to try to take some pressure off. Because, like I said, they need they need help down there. Um, and I just you know I just think they'll do enough to win and make it one one going to Boston.
0: You know, for me, I I think that. Um it is defense, you know. We we, we always hear the say uh, saying defense wins championships. All that. I think defensively, um, you have a night where you you hold Jason Tatum to twelve points, three for seventeen. You got to win those games. Oh yeah. So, so figure it out as far as continue to keep the pressure on a guy like him because he's going to want to bounce back. So make sure you kind of key on a key in on him because I'll tell you what, uh, Al Hoyford, great. Like I said, great story. Kind of cheering for the guy, you know, at this point. Um, he's not going to have this kind of game every game. You no. Know? His game, his first NBA Finals, uh, coming out with probably a little bit more juice than normal, uh, had a great game, right? I just don't expect that every game. So if you. I can say tight- the same for Derek White, too. No, for sure. Exactly. Uh, so if you tighten it up on defense, I don't think you're going to have any issues in going mm-hmm. out there and playing the same exact game you just did and mm-hmm. getting a win. Yeah. So. Figure, figure it out on defense, um, you know, limit, let Brown go crazy, you know, but just you can't allow one of these other pieces to have a monster game either. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said, I mean, White having 21 is ridiculous. That should not happen. You know, yeah. Hoyford, great game, not going to happen all the time. So as long as they could figure out some of that stuff, uh, I think the Warriors are going to be fine. I think they do get the win tonight. And I think he'd get it pretty easy. Um, I'm thinking eight to ten points at least. There you go. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll take care of it. Um, real quick though, I do want to ask, what's it going to take from Boston to go
1: ahead and try to leave here two zero? Well, Jason Tatum playing better. I mean, I think that's the key. Yeah. I mean, if Jason, if they can keep, because I mean, that fourth quarter defense was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, they play defense like that. I mean, as just you alluded to. Is the Warriors, you know, need to tighten up on defense. I mean, Boston, you know, they keep playing that kind of defense. Then, if they get Jason Tatum playing better, then honestly, it's it's going to be tough for Golden State, mm-hmm. um, especially without that the help down low that they've been getting. And I mean, the thing about the thing about Al Horford that's different from Draymond is Al Horford will step out and make threes. Clearly, he made six of them the other night, yeah. and he's shown this in the playoffs. I don't know how many times we watch Draymond get a three, and they will literally – the defense will back off him. Yeah. There's literally a – he could take two steps up and shoot a mid-range and make a two and have that shit, but he just will shoot a three. So it's going to take some tighter defense on Al Horford. I agree. Al Horford's not going to have six threes again, but Al Horford can still have a productive game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and obviously he can still play some good defense on uh, either Looney or uh Draymond, So it's just going to take some more bench help because, like I said, Derek White is so inconsistent that I don't see him having that same kind of game in game two. So it's going to take someone like a Grant Williams, a uh, Peyton Pritchard. They've got to step up and have uh, some good minutes. Um, I mean, a guy we haven't even talked about yet is Mark Smart. I mean, Marcus Smart had 18 and shot four, made four threes, and of course he continues his defense. Yep. I mean, the problem is is that he's just got to continue fighting through all these like I I hate these screens that they have now that are kind of legal in basketball, where a guy can just literally just stop right in front of a guy and let him shoot.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, it bugs me, but that's basketball, so it is what it is. But he's just got to continue fighting through screens, try to put pressure on Steph or Clay, whoever he's guarding, and just make it you know as tough for them as possible. Um, but I think if it just it comes down to their star. It comes down to Jason Tatum and him playing better.
0: Yep. Uh, I think the big thing is don't force it. Yep. Um, I agree. You know, especially Tatum. You know, obviously he's. Uh, um. This is kind of his his moment. Yeah. His you know his coming out party as being the superstar that we've talked about that he could be. Um. So he's gonna want to go out there and play. You know, the best basketball that he knows he can play and all that. But if it's not there, you do have a really good team around you. It's yeah. not really like the Luca case here, where Luca has to do it all himself. Or you, you like Jokic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's got a team around him. He so, does. I mean, clearly. I mean, he, you know, he had a terrible shooting night the other night, and they won by twelve. You know, so yeah. it's like keep doing what he did. You know, he had thirteen assists the other night too. Um, so do what you have to do to get the win. Let it naturally come. Don't force it and think that you have to be the superstar every single play. Mm-hmm. I think if they could do that and just trust that defense, what they what they've had. I mean, you and I both said it. Um, most of the playoffs that the whether it was the Heat or whether it was the Celtics that they were going to give uh, the Warriors a lot of trouble yeah. on defense because um, they were they, they are so strong and uh, as a unit there. So tr- trust the defense. Keep doing what they're doing. And, you know, figure out how to get baskets. I mean, they, they would kind of get what they wanted um, last game. So just kind of let it naturally happen. Let the Definitely. offense flow and don't force it. They do that. I think they have a pretty good shot at coming back at uh, 2-0. So,
1: oh, yeah. I, I mean, like I said, we're both picking the Warriors tonight. But is it going to surprise me at all? If the Boston comes back 2-0, no.
0: No. I mean, like we said, all the pressures on Golden State, Golden State now. I mean, that's the beauty about taking game one
1: yeah.
0: uh, on the road is you put it all on the home team. Sure. I mean, it, you know, I, the, whether they win or lose tonight,
1: Boston's feeling pretty good going 1-1. One one. Well, they did exactly uh, what they needed to do. They still won in, in Golden State, and yep. then they get to come back home. Exactly. So, so
0: just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, I think they'll have a good shot, and uh, hopefully next episode when we do have it. Uh, we'll be talking about you know Boston did that and we're able to uh, to get another dub so
1: yeah and here's the crazy thing because you know I I we don't ever really bring these up the plus minus numbers I mean obviously he shot terribly but you know Jason Tatum was plus sixteen in that game mm. he had the thirteen assists the five rebounds I mean he only had two turnovers so I mean clearly he can do obviously in those shooting nights like you said don't force it it's not there you could still uh, you know You can still, you know, your skill set so good that you can still make your dent in the game in other uh, aspects. Yep,
0: have an impact on other ways. Yeah, sure. So, uh, anyway, we got a good game one. So hopefully, game two tonight uh, lives up to that, and we'll Mm -hmm. we'll have a better series uh, because yeah, the playoffs have kind
1: of stunk a little bit so far. Yeah, this is. (laughs) Well, I mean, we wanted a we wanted a good NBA finals because I think it. I mean, look. The NBA, it hurts the NBA if they don't – because, like you said, the NBA uh, playoffs have been pretty shitty. Yeah. Uh, We've had way too many blowouts. I mean, it's just not been exciting to, you know, really – you know, any series. I mean, you know, Boston's gone to two – they've had two series where they've gone to game sevens. But, I mean, in that uh, Heat one, I mean, it was like – there for a minute, it was like constant blowouts. Or if, like, the game didn't look like a blowout, it was getting blown out during the game. So – um, yeah, the NBA needs to, needs a good finals. For sure, for sure.
0: Um, okay, well, real quick, let's go ahead and uh, flip it real quick to something else. Oh, we did talk about this weekend being a, a great sports weekend. You mm-hmm. know, Yesterday, I, I was telling you before we started, I watched the OU softball game. I watched the OU baseball game. I yep. watched the Yankee game. So there's a lot going on right now. Um, just a really cool time of year when you get into the, the tournaments and all that. You know, it, OU softball. You had OU Texas yesterday. Mm-hmm. So you got the rivalry. You know, Texas um, had beat OU last time they had played. Um, you know, that was their World Series. Uh, it was getting a win against their rival. And uh, you know, OU came out and um, did what they had to do, man. And uh, took care of it against Texas. Um, you know, end up uh, it was a close game there in the beginning. Uh, but you know, OU was able to pull away and mm-hmm. really get that offense going and uh, including an absolute bomb in this game
1: uh, from Tier Jennings yeah
0: Jennings I mean awesome I, as soon as she hit I would go oh my gosh like you just tell it looked a little different than a lot of these girls hitting um but yeah just r- really great um now i I meant to look this up before the uh, before we started so since they won when do they play next they is play Monday at 11 Monday okay. at 11 a.m okay. yeah.
1: which is ridiculous that yeah, seems silly. As um, um, I was gonna say, I know when you
0: win, you get the day off the next day. So, yeah, they're uh, off I today. Know, I didn't know when it would be Monday. So,
1: um, so real quick, I just want to touch on because you mentioned it was close to. It's happened both games in both their games. I mean, Northwestern came out Thursday. I was kind of watching. This, I was able to sneak away from work to for lunch and go to the gym. So I was kind of watching it a little bit. Northwestern had jumped out one nothing on them, and it's just like it's just you look at it and you are like they haven't faced this team, but. Really, for this OU team, it just takes them getting through the lineup yep. um, to figure out any new pitchers. Because as soon as that happened, they jumped out one nothing on them. Northwestern's feeling pretty good. The pitchers kind of, you know, at least the first time through the lineup, uh, it's kind of done well. But then Riley Boone gets a double right off the bat. Then she gets brought in, and then. Uh, then they load the bases. It's tied 1-1. One, one. And, of course, as we just mentioned, her Tierra Jennings. I went to go do a set, and I was just like, I'm going to miss her hitting a Grand Slam. I just know it. And as soon as, sure enough, I got done with it. I looked over. It's 5-1. She yeah. hit a Grand Slam. Yeah. And then they were just off to the races. I mean, really, the the thing about OU, the softball team especially, is you have to jump on them. And when I mean jump on them, you – it's almost like you have to be up like 5 nothing on them yeah. to put that kind of pressure on them because if it's anything – Relatively easy to get this. This lineup is so good that you, I mean, shutting them completely down is not going to happen. So you, you've got to jump on them big, and they've just got too much. They've got too much all all variations of hitters in this lineup. I mean, Aloe gets all the, and rightfully so, she gets all the pub. But Tiara Jennings is a star. She's yep. a superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Grace Lines is really good. She's a good hitter. She's a great defender. You know, uh, Jonna Johns is, uh, you know, she's great. Jada Coleman, I can't say enough about Jada Coleman. She's the kind of spark plug for that team. And then Riley Boone, she's, you know, she's kind of a double uh, leadoff hitter when she gets up. And then you got her, then Jada. Then you start getting into Aloe and Tierra. I mean, this team's just loaded.
0: Yeah. What's so funny about that is, you know, you're you're talking about uh, the offense and all that right there, how much power and uh, just ability to, you know, get on and all that. And we're not even talking about the, the, the freshman of the year who has even, you know, been a, a factor yet in, the, in this because she finally came in against Northwestern the other day. which is, Gabriel, That's good. They gave some innings. Talking about ball, getting in there. And, uh, yeah, I just hope that she can kind of get over this little arm injury, get mm-hmm. back in there. Because, obviously, when you're have your, missing your star pitcher yet, you're still beating every I mean, because – Oh, you've got like three or four girls who are all very, very good. I mean, number two is fifteen and oh this year. You know, what yeah. I mean, had a good year. You know, it's like so it it just be that little extra piece to kind of go and maybe they don't even need her. Maybe she can finish her freshman year of kind of just being uh, what they need her to be. Maybe eat some innings, kind of thing.
1: Well, it'd be great. I mean, obviously, Hope Troutman right now is she's on a heater. I mean, she's pitching very well. Oh yeah, um, it's one of those things like. Maybe they can just save Jordy for you know, like closing out innings. Yeah, like closing games out. Yeah. Um because I mean the thing about it is is that I've I've heard some of course you hear the national media mention this every year, but uh, you know, to talk about the advantage that Oklahoma has with it being in Oklahoma City. Uh they're gonna have a field day here soon because this is getting very close to being an all Oklahoma uh, uh okay. final. Yeah. Because uh, Oklahoma State be, being Florida yesterday, yeah. which by the way, Oklahoma the state of Oklahoma just owns the Gators right I now. Know. Yeah, right. we'll get to that again <laughs> in a second, but uh, they just absolutely own the Gators right now, and uh, they you know they came out. Uh, Kelly Maxwell pitched really well, mm-hmm. um, shut them down two nothing. I mean it's it's getting that way to see uh, you know uh, between OU and OSU for the you know college world series, which is just nuts in this state. I mean, just insane. I mean, we're both OE fans, but the fact to have an all bedlam, uh, to have a bedlam, like, championship is insane.
0: No, for sure. I mean, obviously, that's what I'd be kind of rooting for at this point. It would be awesome for, for the state um, and all that, but um, I don't know, man. It, it's just been very exciting to watch what they've both been able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was watching a little bit of that OSU game uh, yesterday as well. Um, it's just. Wow, oh, it's crazy to see to think that here we are uh, both both schools are representing really really really, really well um, you know and you look at uh baseball uh, to flip the script a little bit. yeah, unfortunately it looks like uh, OSU's gonna their runs coming to an end here. Uh, you know yesterday have the uh, the good game against um, Arkansas. Uh, they were up ten five. It was up to yeah, as I say, they were up ten five, and I don't know where Arkansas comes storming back. Ends up winning this game twenty to twelve.
1: They put eight up in the eighth inning, and they put up another four in the ninth. I yeah. mean, they put up twelve innings. They put up twelve runs in two innings,
0: which of course forces OSU to the um, losers bracket and playing uh, Missouri State today. Well, it's twelve to zero today.
1: <laughs> Missouri State's up twelve to zero. Yeah. Oh so, sorry, I just didn't even look at the score. Yeah.
0: No, it's uh it's twelve zero right now, so it looks like this could be this could <laughs> be the end for the Cowboys. Uh it was you know, uh, was kind of seeing if they could make a move there to uh to try to fight back in this, but no, it looks like this could be it there. Um, you know, yesterday OU Florida. Uh you know, Florida being the number one seed in this. Um Looks like we could very well be playing Florida again because they're up five to zero right now in the top of the fifth on uh, Central Michigan. I mean, we kind so. of figured.
1: I kind of. I mean, I'm sure you did too. We yeah. figured this was going to be the case. No, yeah,
0: for sure. Um, you know, the game yesterday was really good, though. Um, you know, this OU baseball team very, uh, very scrappy. Just they, fine, they definitely are. Find different ways to win the games. Um, you know, it was very eventful. Um, you know, it was it was close early on. Uh, I'm trying to get the box score up here. Um, there it is. You know, it, it OU down two zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you kinda two like, home runs. Too. Yeah. You, you, all of a sudden, you kinda, you know get the little wind knocked out of, out of you a little bit. Then they come right back next inning, score four. And that's what this team has done on this incredible run since they've lost um, against OSU in that little series there. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I think they're twenty one and eight since then. They um. um I know that there was like in February I remember they hit a real kind of slump. Mm-hmm. And uh it was there I remember some of the media guys were even like talking about like should Skip Johnson be on the like hot seat? Um and I mean like you mentioned they just have they're scrappy and they just have been been on a real streak for like the last month and a half. Yep. And been playing some really great baseball. For sure.
0: You know, one of my favorite guys to root for on this team is uh Jimmy Crooks. First of all, all time awesome name. That is a great I mean, baseball name. Fantastic name. If he was going to make it in baseball, I'd hope he'd go out and be a gangster somewhere. I know. that just, is a perfect mob <laughs> name. Just perfect mob name. Uh, but yeah, no, like I said, they're just doing it in different ways, man. It's really cool to see. Um, you know, whether it's stealing bases, you know, whether it's uh, you know timely hitting. Uh, some bombs have been hit during you know this whole run. Um, so they're just kind of all over the place in how they're getting things done. Pitching has been fantastic. Um, especially from the bullpen. Um, so, yeah, hopefully um, OU can continue this run. We'll play tonight in, in the finals against, like I said, it looks like going to be Florida.
1: And if Florida beats them, they have to play again, what, tomorrow? Tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. So um,
0: hopefully that's the case, that we can finish
1: it out tonight. Do you know what Super Original they would go to if uh, they did win? Mm. Okay. No, I don't.
0: Um, I was just telling my buddy yesterday – I said it's kind of funny I haven't paid paid attention to uh, college baseball quite this strong in a while, sure, uh just because o u hasn't had quite the success. I love getting into if game's on, I'll watch it, but I'm not keeping up uh you know very very close um if I don't have much skin in the game, you know so it's just kind of like I enjoy watching it, but this when you obviously got a team that's in it competing um yeah, I'm full attention right now. Yeah, no so. kidding.
1: I, I'm just trying to – real quick, I'm trying to get an idea of where OU would be playing their Super Regional if they do win. Well, so if OU does win, they will go to – and, of course, if they'll be the, – I wonder if they – would they be hosting?
0: You know, we, we talked about them getting kind of screwed out of hosting this. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go and win your um, Regional um, – yeah, I mean, I could definitely see them.
1: So they would be facing Virginia. They they be facing the uh, ones in the Virginia Tech okay. uh, regional. So I don't know how that that's looking right now. So I mean, I know
0: Virginia Tech was. Uh,
1: I mean, either way, if having, OU
0: having a game yesterday,
1: did they? Okay, so more than likely, it's a good chance it could be Virginia Tech. Okay. Um.
0: Now we'll obviously keep an eye on all this. Like this is. Just a very, yeah,
1: Virginia Tech won 24-4 yesterday. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they, they, someone asked if they had run rules in, like, uh, baseball. and, But, uh, yeah, it looks like, um, yeah, so if OU does finish out Florida, they would go to, uh, um, they would probably, they would just stay on that side of that coast and head up to Blacks, uh, Blacksburg and uh, take on the Hokies.
0: Very cool. Well, Other thing we did mention: uh, ORU eliminated yesterday. TCU was able to knock them out, Uh, but it is cool to see ORU ORU continue to be a very competitive uh, team around here. Baseball wise, Um, you know I've known quite a few guys around here playing and all that, and uh, just staying, you know, keeping it right there. As long as they're making this every year, you know, I I feel like eventually they'll be able to put kind of a run together. I agree, and and, and, you know, make a little bit of noise. But uh, overall, just been a fantastic regional so far. Watched yeah. a lot of this baseball, a lot of really really interesting guys and all that, and hopefully uh, – yeah, I mean, although I said not looking good for uh, OSU at this point, but um, you know, Oklahoma teams represent for sure.
1: Yeah, that's great. I mean, even – I mean, it sucks for OSU even if they – I mean, if they do end up losing, and Arkansas is not a team – I mean, Arkansas is a really good team, but – even if OSU does lose, I mean they've had a great season. I mean they got a really good program going up there with Josh Holliday. So
0: yep, no for sure. Uh, let's go to the pros real quick. Um, MLB let's. baseball has been uh, very interesting here recently. Uh, yep. for my Yanks. Yeah, uh, you know I, I'm sure everyone's getting tired of me leading the show
1: off with the Yankees, but what, I mean the 35 and what 35 and 18 uh, 35. 38-15? Thirty-eight. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was
0: going to say, we're going to be first team to 40 hopefully here. Uh, we're in the uh, top of the 10th right now with the Tigers on a little five-game win streak right now. So hopefully we can finish up the suite uh, here tonight. But the main thing I want to talk about is not Aaron Judge necessarily being the MVP, mm-hmm. but uh, how great the pitching has been, man. Yeah. yeah the pitching has been absolutely fantastic. I'm gonna have to pull this up real quick
1: so I can. If I saw right, I was looking at it popped up. Who's the NL or the ERA leaders in in uh, Major League Baseball? And I think Nestor Castro is like second in the ERA. Uh, Cortez. Cortez, sorry, yeah. Nestor Cortez. Yes, is uh, second in the league in baseball I in the say, ERA.
0: I, I, I'm I'm curious if if he's second. I, I it gonna, could be. I, had, the, I had kinda, looked at it. If he's not one. And two, and if so, who, if someone's above him, then I'm blown away because he has a 1.5 ERA
1: right now. It's insane. So he's, he's been incredible.
0: Um, but yeah, this is the last four starts. Um, obviously, I can mention today. To uh, I'll figure it up real quick. But uh, yeah, Nestor Cortez went seven innings, five hits, no runs. Uh, 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 Talon went uh, eight innings, two hits, one run. Garrett Cole seven innings, two hits, no runs. Luis Severino, seven innings, one hit, no runs. And then uh, Montgomery pitched today, and I think he went six and a third and two runs. So let me make sure real quick. Uh six and a third, yeah. Uh, five hits, two runs. The 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 pitching has been absolutely incredible and mm-hmm. has really been what um, has kept the Yankees and in, um, in every game that they've basically play in, and if they're not, you know, um the offense isn't there. It's been really the only thing that's where sure. we've lost a couple of these games. Because fortunately, Yankees have lost a couple of these games, like one zero, two one, you know, things like that. Um, so that's the only thing that kind of would like to see the offense continue to wake up a little bit mm-hmm. um, and help, belt, you know, help their pitching out a little bit. Because um, there's been a lot of games where you know pitchers going out there, including like I said, um, we had two perfect games going into the seventh inning this week with the Yankees oh wow uh, and one of them um, was uh, the pitcher was um, up for a no decision mm-hmm. it's like if that happens that you know it's speaking volumes to your offense being like guys give him something give him a little bit of something there to let him finish this off kind of thing but um, no it's just been incredible offense defense defensively everything's kind of going well for the Yankees right now. Like I said, hopefully they can finish up this sweep. But uh, baseballs really starting to cook now. I mean, there's been a lot of great storylines here recently. You know, um, Albert Pujols played in his 3,000th game the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, very cool to see that. I think he's at ninth all-time and games played, yeah. which is very cool to see. He's going to be one of those guys, man, once he retires at the end of this year, you're just going to be like, man, I don't know if we'll ever quite see a guy like that uh, in the sense of um, – He's been able to do it, play the game in so many different ways. Yeah, of being, um, you know, a great defensive player, uh, a great average hitter, a great home run hitter. uh, Oh, he's going down
1: as one of the greatest right-handed hitters. Like,
0: I mean, it truly is unbelievable. When he was back in his prime, what he was doing was incredible, absolutely incredible, and um, and uh, yeah, baseball is definitely going to miss him.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, just touching on a couple of things because while definitely the Yankees are the top team in baseball, they may not be the hottest team in their own division right now. Oh, wow, which is crazy! Uh, the Blue Jay, the birds from up north, uh, the Blue Jays are nine and one in the last ten. And, I mean, there – you talk about the pitching um, for the Yankees uh, while the offense has been kind of – had some stagnant moments. The offense for the Blue Jays has not been stagnant. No. They have been cooking as of late. I mean, those bats are coming alive. Um, You know, you still have guys like – you got Guerrero. He's only got 12 home runs, but Springer's uh, playing well. He's hitting well, you know. Uh, Bichette is doing uh, some good things. I would say
0: Bichette, he had, had got a pretty slow start to the season, mm-hmm. but here recently during this uh, winning streak, they had uh, he had started getting a little hot. So that and is it, that is nice to see.
1: And it's the thing is they're still waiting for old Matt Chapman. I mean, probably had one of the worst seasons he's had. They're just waiting for him to heat up. Yeah. I mean, you forget that you know someone like of that caliber is on that team, um, but you know they're just waiting for him to heat up and get this going. But uh, then you start looking around other now. One of the biggest stories, the team that came out playing pretty good baseball, the Angels,
0: mm-hmm.
1: have lost 10 games in a row. Yeah, They are in a massive slide, and it's not a shock that another, someone else who's in a massive slide or a slump right now is Mike Trout. I mean, that obviously this team still goes by their best player, and uh, he hasn't been playing well. I mean, no. he's hitting two seventy eight right now. He's only got one home run, it seems like, in the last week. Um, only twenty nine RBIs. Uh, you know he's. It's just not looking for him And Otani. Hasn't been doing much either. So, um, they're a team that, while you know they came out the gates and we're talking about like, hey, this might be the kind of year they need to have to you know to finally get to the playoffs. Well, they better change it and change it soon because one, the Astros are playing good baseball, yeah. really good baseball. I also was
0: about to say they could be getting out of the the opportunity to win this division already here in June. Yeah, um, Especially, I mean, I get it. These losing streaks, you fall in a losing streak like this, nothing is going right, man. Everything seems to be going against you. You know, uh, you have <laughs> – I, I like to allude to this. You know, it's funny. Uh, Judge has been playing a lot of center field here mm-hmm. recently. Um, you know, Otani, Otani the other night was leading off – or his first at bat um, hits one dead center. You know, everyone think, thinks it's gone. Well, then you've got the biggest human or the biggest center fielder uh, and center yeah. field history playing yeah. out there, jumps over the fence and catches the ball. Where you're like, most of the time, that's getting over there. You know, it's getting out. Yeah. You know, things like that just going against you. Um, it, it just really contributes to the streak to where, man, it's just going to take someone with a clutch hit, you know, a great pitching performance. Someone's got to get out there and get this team snapped out of this because they're already seven and a half back from the Astros Mm -hmm. and like I said they could be out of this division very quickly uh, you know by the end of June
1: I mean they may not even be by the end of June they may not be in second place I mean uh, Texas the team that we've mentioned has spent half a billion dollars this offseason I mean they finally have started playing some pretty decent baseball six and four in their last 10 I mean only game behind the Angels right now in the division Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like I said, the Angels—they keep this up. I mean, they may be looking behind two teams.
0: Well, you just alluded to, and I, like I said, I couldn't remember if that was one or two or what. But yeah, you said uh, Cortez was two, and you are right. It, it is Martin Perez for the for for the, for that, the Rangers. That, okay, that's yeah, there it who is. Who has a one point four ERA? So um, no, absolutely, um, Rangers got to figure some stuff out there because yeah, you don't you don't want to be sitting at three all season. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're fighting their way back to 500. That's a key moment when you get back to 500 and then you start, you know, making your move. That's when you guys start going seven and three yeah. in a 10 game st- stretch, you know, Matt, maybe rip off a couple eight and twos kind of thing. Um, but yeah, hopefully angels can figure it out uh, because yeah, it's not, not looking good. That division, I get it that the Astros are still the Astros and are, are playing good baseball, but yeah, as, as an angels, um, you know, organization, this isn't acceptable, man. No, you know you got to be competing to win that division and make a playoff run with these guys. I mean, you've got two of the best players in the world
1: on your team. Mm-hmm. Got to go figure that out. And I mean, this is not a good look, also for Joe Madden. Um, you know, they brought him over after he uh, he left the Cubs. You know, after he got the Cubs over the hump, he was they're hoping he could kind of bring that same kind of, uh, you know, same kind of energy and you know you know positively to the angels and it just has not worked out that way um like say he came in he gets you know Otani, he gets a trout they trade for Rendon um Noah Syndergaard has been an absolute bust as a trade I to be quite honest with you, I don't know you Preston you might remember, when was the last time Noah Syndergaard was actually a you know just let's just say average pitcher right.
0: no it was weird because obviously the Yankees just finished a series with them so I was watching a lot of these a lot of these games and everything and Yeah, just did not look like the same pitcher. I mean, Yankees were ripping all over him, knocked him out. And I think like the third
1: or something like that. Is that the one where he like got nobody? He like went like a streak of like sixteen hitters, something like that, and didn't get one out. Yep. Jeez.
0: No, uh, very um, not a good look. Not a good look at all. Um, That whole team, like I said, from start from top to to bottom, got to figure it out. Uh, Real quick, breaking news. Yankees get the dub. Oh, okay, yeah, breaking is <laughs> another win. Oh, a, a walk off there, Sack fly to end the game there, so
1: one closer uh, to forty. Yep. Um, before we go over to NL real quick, and then we'll talk MVP. Uh, just one to touch on the AL Central real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, the Twins are leading that division right now at thirty-one to twenty-four. Um, not a real surprise. Minnesota is usually this is something they kind of do. Um, it's in the same vein as usually something kind of Oakland does is that you know the none of them made the big trade for Cor- uh, Correa but you know I didn't expect them to I'd kind of be middle of the pack in that division but the team I did expect to be leading that division the Chicago White Sox twenty four and twenty seven they're three and seven in the last ten It's Tony La on the hot seat
0: at some point that, that's got to start being a conversation um, you know I, I think um, Anderson is still out. Uh, anytime you lose your star, yeah. Um, yeah, that's gonna yeah be a little of a gut punch. Um, I know he got hurt the other day. In fact, leading
1: uh, baseball on
0: average, at three, he's been he's had a great three, season. I you know we've three fifty six average right now.
1: Unfortunately, you know the whole stuff with uh, Donaldson. It's been unfortunate that that's kind of been the only talk about him right now. Because I mean he has been having a great season. Um, but I mean you look at the, the that lineup. I mean Jose Braves only hitting two fifty with seven home runs. You know. Um, Grandal's hitting 160. Um, you I mean you go through that lineup and yeah, I mean, it's just, they're not doing much of anything. Um, you know, Jimenez, a guy who they cool. were very high on, he's only hitting 222. Yep. Um, I mean, and it's not even that they, they put it in stuff into their pitching staff too. Um, I mean, this, this team right now is just, they're just not getting it done. Um, I mean, their best, their number one guy ERA is, uh, uh, cease and he's got a, only a three. Dylan Cease has only got a 3 3 9 ERA. Yep. Um, so, what, I mean, again, what's it going to take for them to, you know, turn around and kind of be. Because I picked them to get to the ALCS against, uh, I think I picked them against Boston, which I don't, let's not even talk about Boston <laughs> because uh, they, uh, that, I mean, they're, making, they're I'm talking about a massive letdown.
0: This is all you need to know about Boston is, uh, buddy, Ethan, mm-hmm. uh, you know, big Red Sox fan. Yeah. He's already canceled his subscription for the year for, uh, wow. <laughs> for the MLB at that. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's all you need to know about the Red Sox. Um, no, yeah, no, you're right. Because I, I, if I remember correctly, I picked the White Sox and Yankees. You did. Uh, so I was very high on the White Sox as well. Um, this is something that it, it does start from the top. You hope the manager can kind of help guide this team understand that there's a lot of talent on this team even mm-hmm. though tim anderson is out you've still got a lot of talent and you got to be winning these games man that division is so open
1: i mean, only five games
0: back yeah it only yeah uh five games back in in a, a division where in the last 10 games minnesota's four and six cleveland's five and five De- detroit's five and five uh, Kansas City's three and seven. Yeah, so we don't need to talk about
1: Detroit. And, I, I mean, so Kansas it's like City. if
0: that if that's what the division looks like, you're in it. Yeah, just play some decent baseball. I mean, and that's the problem. Being three and seven in your last ten, that's not. Uh, so yeah, White Sox got to get it going. Got to start figuring something out there uh, because they're too talented for this.
1: Yeah, I agree, and I think they can turn it around. I mean, like I said, they got ten, Tim Anderson, a Braves going to figure it out at some point. In a minute. Uh, Eloy Jimenez is going to, you know, start figuring, you know, get put in together. That pitching staff though, man, uh with uh Gio, was
0: it? Yeah, was
1: Gio, Gio, yeah. Yeah, Gio uh, Copic, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. Cease. I mean, they've got to start putting some really good uh innings together and uh, you know, hopefully that bullpen can hold it down, but uh yeah, it's an interesting time in the AL Central. Um it's a little bit more exciting than the, I say think the NL Central is. Um, we'll jump over there to, real quick. Uh, Milwaukee uh, leading that division. Uh, Cubs are nine and a half out. I mean, the Cubs are, you know, they're they're about what I expected. Um, you know, hoping they would be, you know, maybe a little bit better, but Suzuki's out. Um, you know, they're not they, – the guys aren't playing as great. Swindle and Wisdom aren't hitting as well. But uh, I have been excited about that Christian Morrell uh, kid that they uh, brought in. He's uh, He's got on base. Uh, each of his games that he's uh started so that's exciting but really I mean I, I, I mean the only I guess the only other big story I can bring up is that uh you know that that you know third place team is the Pittsburgh pirates and that young talent is kind of starting to show uh show up a little bit because I mean they just got done uh was it a do they sweep the dodgers yeah uh, a weekend ago yeah I mean and that's the first time they swept the dodgers and Yeah, I can't quite some time. It was a long time. Um, So that's exciting to talk about. But uh, I mean, other than that, the NL Central is probably one of the more boring divisions in baseball because really it's just two teams, and then everybody else is just you're kind of just looking at you're just nitpicking for each one, like how bad are the Reds going to be? You know, the Cubs. I mean, what what is this franchise? What what they're like a fork in the road that you know what way are they going to go? And then you see this young talent for the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, starting to kind of show out, and so that's exciting to see. But, you know, the Brewers and Cardinals just continue to be the top two in that division.
0: Yep. I just can't believe how easy this division makes it for the Cardinals to be able to to do what they do year in and year out. Oh, yeah. I I can imagine as a Cub fan, that's pretty frustrating. It sucks. uh, Because you're like, literally, this is going to be a two-team race the entire year. Um, I feel like Cardinals are just a little bit better than Milwaukee, so they'll eventually pull away and end up winning this division. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. Sorry. Um, But, uh, you know, Milwaukee, very talented. I mean, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept it closer in it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, the Central, I mean, it's going to be a two-team race. And, you know, that stinks to see, you know,
1: the East. The Mets are continuing to be the Mets, man. I mean, and they're doing this without Degrom and Scherzer. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's it, impressive. It is super impressive. Uh, they're seven and three in their last ten, and I mean that the offense. I mean, they're they're facing the Dodgers this weekend, right? Yep. I mean that offense. I mean, last night they won nine to four. I mean, Alonzo has a huge game. I mean, I'm going to talk a little bit about P. Alonzo here in a second, but I mean he has a huge game. So does uh, uh, Lindor. I mean Lindor's hitting 255 this year, which isn't great, um, but I mean he it just seems like he keeps coming up big when they yeah, need him to, when they need moments. a spark, when they need that spark plug. Yep. But then I mean Pete Alonso, uh, he's been fantastic this season. Uh, you know this, I mean the offense. You know you guys got uh, you know Nemo's hitting 277, Starlin Marte's hitting 279. Um, not great on base percentage, but you got a lineup that's pretty impressive. Um, and again, they are doing this without. They're starting pitching. Uh, yeah. they're, they're the two uh, two top pitchers, and one of them's the best pitcher in baseball yeah. when healthy. Yeah. I mean, so it's incredibly impressive by them. So uh, I think we both picked the Mets to. Uh, did we both pick them to go to the World Series, or we both picked them at least to be in the NLCS?
0: I think I call the Subway Series. I think that's what I, I think, said. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, what more can you say? I mean, you know, Atlanta. Looks to be the only team that's going to be able to challenge them in this division. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they've got some things to figure out. They're sitting. They're in four, in an old nice game for uh, four game win streak, mm-hmm. uh, but they're sitting at five hundred. You know um, this is kind of that time of year where you you know things are starting to heat up. Um, bats got to start getting hot. Mm-hmm. They still got a lot of talent. Obviously, um, coming off a of World Series. I mean, they are the defending champs. Yeah. It, it's time to start kind of flexing that muscle a little bit and uh try
1: to try to give the Mets someone to compete with. You, I can, mean, you can tell they miss Freddie Freeman. Oh for sure. I mean Matt Olson don't get me wrong, I'm not saying Matt Olsen is a bad player by any means, but I mean He's not Freddie Freeman. He's not Freddie Freeman. I mean he's in two fifty five with six home runs. Yeah. I mean in you know, defensively, Freddie Freeman was a is a you know, constant goal glover. Yep. And uh, you know, right now, I mean that's you could tell they're definitely mentioned, but the pitching staff hasn't been um, where they needed it to be either. Yeah. So, Yeah, you know, um,
0: the big story in this division, obviously, is the Phillies. Yeah, I mean, you know, five games below five hundred just fired
1: their manager. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, they just fired Joe Girardi. I mean, he's the first. Is uh, he the first manager this season to I get axed? So. Yeah. I mean, the Phillies that, are uh, and, kind of squandering at the moment, and
0: that's because they had these high expectations for this ball club. I mean, we talked I, we I, on our baseball episode we talked really high on them being like they have a pretty little scary lineup. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they have not lived up to it. I mean, that's really what it's been. You know, Harper is having a quiet little, uh, little year right now. Um, hitting three, 303 12 home runs, 36 RBIs. Mm-hmm. That's not too shabby. You know, yeah. that's what you need from a guy who once you hit these hotter months is probably going to heat up yeah. and have some nice power numbers um, it just really, you look at the rest of the, that team. I mean, Castellanos hitting, uh, is it 246? Yeah, 246. Yikes. Seven home runs, 28 RBIs. I mean, you know, he was a guy who we were looking at being a, a big uh, contributor to this offense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about Schwarber. Obviously, he's not quite the guy he once was, but 14 home runs, 27 RBIs. That's not terrible. No. problem is he's hitting 199. Yeah, it sucks. So it's like. There's little things like that that are just going to have to, uh, they're going to have to tune up a little bit to get that offense going. Um, pitching hasn't quite been there. Aaron um, Nola
1: has not been very good this season. He's three and four with a, you know, he's got a, a three nine two ERA. I mean, yep. this is a guy who I mean can low key be a top five pitcher in the NL. Yeah. Um, and he's not been pitching well. Zach Wheeler's been okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, if they can stay, I mean, they're 11 games back right now in that division. I mean, obviously things can change. I mean, again, the Mets have, still have not had, you know, uh, Swarzer uh, or Degrom, and I don't know when Degrom's coming back. But uh, you know, they can. There's a chance they can make some noise, but then they got to pick it up. I mean, those offensive legs, at Castellanos and Swarber, Swarber in, in the average way, but again, Real Muto's not been. He's been okay. Segura hasn't been great uh dd gregarious has been pretty average i mean and rice hop hoskins who's a guy who can definitely put up the numbers Uh i mean he hasn't done anything either so um it's you know it's been it's a weird time for philly because they came in with all these expectations they they've had that money they've been wanting to spend and they've been spending it and they put together what on paper is a good lineup but it just hasn't come to fruition and uh I mean, right now they've got to figure some things out because this thing could – either they could fix it or it could turn on them real quick.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, And obviously maybe what's going to probably be the best, if not best, second best, I think probably the East, the American East will be probably the best uh, division uh, race towards the end of the year. But if not, the West is going to be in the NL because Dodgers, San Diego, and San Francisco – um, all playing, you know, good baseball right now. San Francisco, not quite as much, but they're all kind of still lingering right there. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, I think everyone would agree that Dodgers is probably still the best team, uh, or the, is the team to beat. The, yeah, it's the, it's the, the team yeah. to beat in the NL. Um, because yeah, like we've alluded to, the Mets are thirty six and nineteen without two stars. Uh, Dodgers are healthy, sitting at thirty five and eighteen. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'd be a little scared uh, in the NL right now if I'm looking at that. But the um, problem is they're just going to have
1: San Diego and San Francisco on their heels all year long. And, I mean, San Diego's out without Tatis right now. Yep. I mean, they're only just going to throw in one of the most exciting players back in that uh, team, yep, that lineup.
0: Once he hits, um, you know, I, I expect them to start to get rolling a little bit more. He'll be a nice little spark. Um, I, I Last time I heard – was it something around the All-Star break? Is that kind of when they're expecting to tease back? I think so
1: because, I mean, they're talking three months out. Yeah. So I got to imagine they'll probably want to get him back in after the All-Star break. Yep. And, I mean, them sitting at 32
0: and 21, I mean, that's a pretty good place to be right now without oh, your star. Yeah. You know I mean? Uh, so hopefully, yeah, they could figure some things out there, stay competitive right there behind the Dodgers. Um, you know, you just keep thinking. I mean, Dodgers are so talented. got so much uh, some exciting players there, but you just kind of feel like one of these teams get hot. Someone can overtake them. Well, um, the one thing that the
1: um, one thing that the the uh, the Padres had that that the Giants don't have as good of is, I mean, that pitching staff is. I oh, mean, yeah. they've got guys like, I mean, right now their number one guy has been a. Uh, uh, Joe Musgrove, who's six and zero with a one six four ERA, but they've got uh, Sean Manea. they've got Yu Darvish, you know, uh, Mike Clevenger just got back. I mean, they've got arms, and I mean, oh by the way, they also got Blake Snell. Uh, so this team is—they've got talent. On the, they've got arms on this pitching staff that, I mean, if they get going, this is a staff that can be right there with the Dodgers and the uh, Mets in the NL. Yep. Um, you know, it's just, you know, make sure, you know, that lineup stays, you know, healthy and they can keep putting up runs. But the Padres are a team definitely to – if there's – you have your two-horse race, but if there's a dark horse, it's definitely, to me, the Padres.
0: Yeah. No, I, I'd agree with that for sure. Um, I don't know. Really exciting. Uh, but we are, what, about uh, – what is it? Almost. 55 games in?
1: Yeah, we are uh, – yeah. yeah, we let's see, yeah, 55, we, I mean, after today. So with that um, being said – 54 games in.
0: If you're today, who would be your AL MVP?
1: It would be Aaron Judge. I mean, it's, that's easy. I mean, the best team. I mean, but he's also been the best player. Um, I know that the numbers have kind of fallen off a little bit the last couple of weeks. But, I mean, he's hitting 316, uh, 21 home runs, uh, 42 RBIs uh that's been updated for today. Mm-hmm. I mean he's got 133 to- total bases. I mean he's got a 3.86 on-base percentage with a 6.89 slugging percentage. Um he would be my number 1 in the AL. Uh number 2 would uh right behind him would actually be uh let's see here. Let me get a boy. It would be uh Jordan uh, Alvarez for yeah. uh Houston. I mean this guy has been on an absolute tear. Um he's got 15 home runs with 33 RBIs. Uh He's been hitting the ball really well And he's been a big catalyst for why the uh, He's also hitting 284 um, So he's been a big catalyst For why the Astros have been uh, You know really turning it up lately And then of course number three for me is still Mike Trout um, I know he's been on the slide um, But he's the kind of guy That can turn this around And uh, for his team he needs to turn around And turn around quick um, But those would, be my two, uh, those would be my Top three uh, MVP guys in the AL What about you? Outside, who would be two and three? Because we already know number one for you.
0: Yeah, number one is pretty easy. Um, you know, I, I look at... Um, oof. You know, the problem is winning matters a lot to me. Sure. Um, where a team's ranking at. Because there's a couple guys who are having some pretty good seasons for uh, uh, the Red Sox. But unfortunately, just... Um, they suck. They suck. I mean, that's kind of <laughs> where we're at. Um so I would pro man, I mean, that just makes it tough.
1: That always speaks to how great Mike Trout is because the MVPs he has won, it's just because he's been so damn good yeah. that it's just hard to ignore him. Oh,
0: absolutely. Um, Jose Ramirez, someone I'd probably throw in there. Yep, that's a good you one. Know, he's lead. I believe he's still leading the majors in RBIs yep. with 53, hitting 293, 14 bombs, and keeping the Guardians in that division. I mean, we talked about the White Sox um, stinking. And uh, so now it's just kind of like the Twins right there. So uh, Guardians are trying to get themselves right there in uh, the 500 uh, area to kind of try to make a, a run one way or the other, and it's primarily because of Ramirez. So yeah. I'd put his name in there. Um, Alvarez, I don't hate that. I, I think that's a, a pretty respectable um, uh, place for to put him. Um, average does mean a little something to me. Um, so I, I don't hate um, – you know, before he got hurt, I don't hate putting Tim Anderson in there. Sure, I mean hitting 356 at this time is, um, you know, strong. Um,
1: but the only thing is the difference between those two is that one of the teams is winning and the other right. one's not. Absolutely.
0: So it, it's st- it's very open. Sure. In, in the AL, yeah. Um, I think you know between you know, a few of those names there, you're looking at uh, it can go really any way. I mean, problem is Judge keeps hitting home runs. Right, so he keeps hitting home runs. Yankees keep winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, I feel like he's gonna maybe pull away a little bit here. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, he's on pace for over sixty right now. Sure. So it's like that's uh, that's pretty strong. So right now, that's kind of where I see that in the AL. The NL, though, things get really interesting really fast. Yeah. Um, you know, my NL MVP that I picked in the beginning of the year uh, was Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah. Uh, 342, 12 home runs, 47 RBIs. He would be my number one right now. I think he's number one.
1: Yeah. Problem is – It's very close though with who would be number two.
0: I think you got to look at Pete Alonzo. Okay. Pete Alonzo, the reason why I put him there is because if it wasn't for what the Yankees have done, um, the Mets would be the best team in baseball. Yeah. Unfortunately, sure, there's another better team in New York right now. Uh, Alonzo is hitting – 285, very respectful for a power hitter. Mm-hmm. 16 home runs, 53 RBIs, killing it. Okay, he is a large part of that offense yeah. and why they're pulling away already in the uh, in the Central, uh, in the NL. So, er, uh, yeah, um, I, I to me, it just winning matters. Sure. Um, and we talked about the Mets doing that without two of the best pitchers in baseball. Well, it's a lot because of this guy right here. So I think he's right there at two. And then, um, man, um, give me one second here. I would probably go, I mean, it's hard to say MVP in that sense, but I don't hate it at Machado. Um, in okay. that discussion because he is keeping that team alive yeah. in that division. He's been playing great ball. He's, um, you know, he's hitting three thirty eight, nine home runs, thirty two RBIs. I, I don't think- I don't know if that's quite M V P uh numbers yet, but like I said, we are only fifty games in. So yeah. I mean, you're looking at you, you start doubling that and you know, the guy's gonna have um, you know, thirty, uh a hundred and a three hundred average at the end of the year that's a that's a strong year you know what i mean so like i think he keeps that up um, he'll be right there in the in the thick of things it's hard to leave off mookie, mookie bets there um, same thing best team in his division hitting 311 uh, sixteen home runs,
1: thirty nine RBIs. So- yeah, so you, I mean, you just really went into my number two. Mookie's my number two yeah. right now, and it's because he's been on an absolute tear lately. Like I said, 311, 16 home runs, thirty nine RBIs. He's got a three ninety one uh, on base percentage while slugging six oh seven. Um, you know, and he's t- along with like Machado and Judge. Uh, he's I think top five in uh, WAR right now. Um, so uh, he's been uh, he's been really good. I mean, number three for me would be Pete Alonso. I mean, Pete's been incredible. Um, you know, the back-to-back home run Derby champ. Uh, he's been awesome for the Mets. Him and Lindor have been a great one-two punch. I mean, Lindor's as I said, he's hit two fifty five, but he's got 42 RBIs, which is fourth in the league. Um, when you got got you got two guys that have ninety have knocked in ninety runs between them, uh, that's pretty damn good. So uh, yeah, I would go Goldschmidt. Uh, bets and then uh, Alonzo, then right there at like 3B or 4B Machado.
0: Yeah. So we're, we're very similar there. Yeah. It seems like the NL has some more standout guys right now um, that are kind of, you know, making it a little easy.
1: It's a uh, little bit fun to race. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Um, I, I'm, you know, we're, what, mid July is when the uh, All Star game, uh, you know, you're looking at, um, you're looking at some good races. You're looking at a lot of star power starting to kind of get going. Mm-hmm. I mean, we mentioned, yeah, Trout's on on the down, but you know Bryce Harper's having a good year. Yeah, a lot of these big guys are, are starting to kind of go. Um, maybe next time we would have a, a, a larger baseball talk, we'll talk maybe a little bit of pitching. See kind of where we think where pitchers at right sure. now. Sure, we can definitely. I think do that. that race is starting to get kind of interesting. Um, you know, Tim An- or not Anderson. Um, oh um dodgers pitcher what's his name uh what bueller no it's the other guy that's that's why i actually can't remember um
1: one second here pitching uh oh anderson it it is tom anderson or tyler anderson is it tyler
0: tyler anderson yeah you know sitting at 7-0 with a 2.59 er right now he's been a really good story for them i think that makes things a little interesting there um but like we said, I mean, two of the best pitchers, not only in the NL but in baseball, are missing right now from yeah, one <laughs> the team. Mets. Yeah, So uh, it, it stinks to lose some of that star power, but it's nice to see some guys like that, Tyler Anderson, um, having an incredible year. So
1: Yeah, I agree. Do
0: um, you have anything else you want to touch on baseball? No,
1: I think we, got, we covered quite a bit of good stuff. I mean, like I said, when we get around to the All-Star break, I think we can have a really good uh, – sit down and uh, kind of go over things, kind of yeah. landscape. Uh, you know, we'll touch on it each week, but, I mean, the All-Star break has been a good time to have a really good episode about, uh, you know, seeing where things at, you right. know. I mean, the Yankees still, I mean, I don't see them slowing down anytime soon, but, I mean, where they're sitting at as far as, like, the hierarchy in the AL and in baseball, so.
0: Well, Sam, what you watching, man?
1: Well, I just got caught up on the first three episodes of The Boys. Um, it's, you know, if you've watched the first two seasons and enjoyed it, I mean, you're just going to enjoy it just as much. It's funny. Uh, it's got good character uh, arcs. It's got good storylines. Uh, and it is violent as hell. Uh, 10 minutes, I think I was actually 15 minutes into the first episode. Probably one of the biggest what the fuck moments I've ever seen in my life on that show. I mean, seriously. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. But, uh, you know, Carl Urban keeps killing it as uh, Butcher. Um, the cast behind him is uh, is uniformly great. Uh, you know, Tony Starr uh, Anthony Starr doesn't get. I don't know if he even gets enough credit as Homelander because Homelander's really sent, going into this real deep uh, descent into madness, and it's uh, pretty interesting to watch. But uh, the first three episodes have been great. Uh, I'm Still waiting for them to really fully introduce the new character of the show, Soldier Boy. Um so I'm excited about that but uh you know it's great watch. Uh another show that uh I had just got done having a really great episode that I'm excited to see the finishing parts of the season is Barry on HBO. Um the Bill Hader show they're in their third um, season. I mean it's fun watching Bill Hader be a complete psycho I know. and a, a, a kind of a badass because um, it's just something I would never expected from SNL. I mean, obviously Bill Hader is probably one of the top five maybe funniest humans alive um, with his impressions or deadpan humor. Um, but he is great on the show. The cast, Stephen Root and Henry Winkler are great. Um, it, they've just done a great job. And, I mean, this last episode was nuts. I mean, if you haven't watched yet, I highly recommend it. Um, those are two shows – uh, watched. I mean, again, I know Preston and Antoine are working on Stranger Things, yep. and uh, they're working on, uh, you know, um, Obi wan yep. I've got. I've seen all three episodes of Obi wan You're not going to be disappointed with episode three. I can promise you that. Excellent.
0: Because let me tell you something. Uh, I'm watching episode two here today, uh, this morning, and I'm about halfway through. Mm-hmm. Maybe three quarters of the way through. Yeah, and I'm like. Kind of a dud. I know it's maybe a little harsh, uh, but to me, I'm like – I love the concept of bringing this story. I think it's probably got a lot of buildup and everything like that. But for me, these spinoffs have been at times pretty just eh.
1: Yeah, I get it.
0: And as a big Star Wars fan, it's tough for me. Now, what happens – because like at the episode or at the end of episode two, mm-hmm. they reel me right back. Yeah, I mean they do a great little hook to, uh, that pulls me right back in, and I'm back into it. But like I said, there's just been some episodes. Um, I'm I'm talking Mandalorian, Boba sure. Fett, uh, everything so far. Whereas in the movies, um, even the spin off movies, mm-hmm. they have to. Do it all in a movie time frame, sure, as opposed to an episode. Yeah, um, that that I don't. Part of me feels like the Obi Wan story could have been a movie, sure, instead of the series that they're doing. Because um, there's bits and pieces I love, but once again, it starts getting that field where I'm just like, eh, I'm just not, I'm not
1: in love yet. My thing is, and I though I think I like so I've seen watched episode three, um. And I did the, the hook. You'll definitely get hooked at the next episode. But I think my biggest problem with it, and of course, I, it's been well documented on this this show. I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. Um, that doesn't mean I don't enjoy the movies. It's just I'm just not the biggest Star Wars fan. But the one thing that is kind of bothered me about this is that uh, Obi. I get it. It's been ten years, but could they have done something a little bit different with his attitude? I <laughs> know. Um, I mean, it's just like, I would like to have him li- have a little bit more killer will. Yeah. Like, I mean, clearly he should be like, in a way, a little bit more pissed off. Yeah. Like, and again, it's just like, he's just kind of a beaten down man. And it's just, it's, it's kind of a struggle to see at times.
0: Let me tell you, I, I was going to say, I will I, have to pull it up because I'm going to, I'm going to send it to you so you can, you can read this. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the best little, I guess you'd say maybe, um. James, James Baney – let's see here. Uh, it looks like he runs a Star Wars podcast. Yeah. I don't know. He, he's official on Twitter. He's yeah. got, got the blue chat. Sure. Body. Anyway, wrote a really good piece about Obi-Wan Kenobi and why um, he is the way he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's titled Obi-Wan Died
1: uh, Alongside Anakin That Day. That's fair, and uh, I can understand that.
0: Now, it, to this, this story makes a lot of sense of why things are the way they are, um, and to me it makes sense because we've. My, I have a buddy, and I talk a lot of Star Wars, and we'll joke around like, "Oh yeah, just Obi Wan, just being a broken man later in the episodes, and, and, you know, and uh, number four, and all that." Just, uh, but yeah, no, it just it's really interesting because. Um, I feel like Obi-Wan has always got he's a Jedi master he's done all these you know he, he's he's done all these great things helped with the Clone War all mm-hmm. the you know and they always kind of make him out to be kind of a bitch
1: well that's my um, dad came up to me he goes because he watched the, he's seen the first episodes. he goes he goes why are they making him a pussy
0: yeah and I'm just like I, I, I don't really I've never understood that because even I mean he's done some things that a lot of great Jedis have never done and uh, you know, it's just, it's kind of funny, but, you know, then he gets his own show and then you're just kind of making him out to do, you know, be the same thing. And I just don't get that. So I wanted the
1: Obi-Wan that fought Anakin at the end of episode yeah. three. That was, you know, telling him, you know, he was, you know, letting him know that it, Anakin kept trying to shit talk him, but he was just batting it, batting it down and then kicking his ass. Yep. That's the Obi-Wan I'm wanting. And again, we're, like I said three episodes in. we still got, I think, three more to go. I mean, definitely can turn around. But it's just I I would like them – after episode three, I would like some things to change. I hope so. Um, I know a big thing has been about this show has been, um, and I mentioned, I alluded to it before, um, the actress who's playing the third sister. This has been a problem for me in this show. Not that I think this she's a bad actress or anything. I am just not buying her. As being this intimidating, yeah. She and her line delivery—it just so the intimidation. I'm just not buying it. Well, I, I'm not in love with the whole storyline.
0: Sure, of, of that whole group, anyway. Yeah, yeah. The great, yeah. I get it that they were quote unquote, uh, you know, used to be Jedi's who turned mm-hmm. against the Jedi Order and and now have to kill Jedi, like it just kind of goes against the whole premise of what the Sith and everything. I know they're not a part of the Sith, but it kind of goes against what they what how the sith operate and everything like that they're they're they've got the force and they're dark but they're not a part of the sith and you never hear anything about these people and anything any mm-hmm. of the other movies or sure. shows or anything so i don't know that to me is a little far-fetched in, in the whole thing because i'm like it is always you've always got the master and a, an apprentice as far as the Sith go, sure, and now all of a sudden you've got this spin-off group that are doing the exact same thing, and I just don't I don't really like that. I, don't I know, get that, that that to me, like I said, it just not really start you just kind of created something out of nothing and, and started this, so I don't know that that to me just hasn't been my favorite, but I mean, I guess the concept is okay, I guess, but
1: it's just been the kind of what? a like I like said the time some of the line delivery and just like supposed to be like these kind of like tough lines and again it's it could be just the writing yeah I mean, that definitely could be it um because I, th- I actually saw her in a movie uh, a smaller apartment an ambulance she was in that she i thought she did a good job as uh, the wife of uh, one of the main characters
0: well it's like you, we think of like the great sith right mm-hmm. you think of these badass character i mean you literally got one of the greatest of all time invader mm-hmm. you know someone who should have been even better was darth maul You've got the emperor. You've got all these characters that are like these great. Then you try to do a bad guy in a in a you know in her role. Mm -hmm. That's just yeah, kind of missing for me as well. So I I don't know. I guess I'm sounding pretty harsh on Kenobi so far, but at the same time, he's about my one of my favorite characters.
1: Well, this is to me is the one that like look the Mandalorian was kind of a hit out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, You know. Then of course Boba Fett comes up, and then Boba Fett's kind of a cult. A yeah. type, you know, figure to me. I mean, I again, I'm speaking as someone who's not the biggest Star Wars, and I, I could be even speaking that, but you know, he's a kind of cult figure that everybody is excited for. One to show, and then that show turned out to be for for me, I talked to him, kind of like, man, yeah. Um, so everybody was kind of hoping this would be taking off, and I've liked it so far. Of course, I, I've seen episode three, so um, but you know, it's been one of those things. It's just. You know, you want. I hope these next three episodes just really kind of take off.
0: Let me say this real quick though. Little little Leia, she's great, fantastic. Yeah, honestly, probably better than Baby Yoda because that's it's definitely. I mean, yeah. I'll tell you this right now. You, you know, you you talk about the Mandalorian being as big of a success it, as it has been. Yeah. Um, for me, it's very similar. I'm kind of like, eh. Yeah, sure. I, I think there's been some great episodes. I think there's been some amazing moments. Uh, I don't think that show has quite the success as it does if it doesn't have Baby Yoda. I think a lot of people have latched onto that show and wanted to, got people interested in watching for that very reason of watching Little Yoda. Sure. Uh, it, it, it's hilarious. I mean it's funny how that pulls it in, but um, Boba Fett didn't have that. Boba Fett, like you said, is a iconic character mm-hmm. that people love and watched it for that reason. But – other than that, there's nothing that special about it. Um, they didn't have that Baby Yoda kind of deal. Um,
1: well, Mandalorian. One thing they did have done they did do well with is they put in some really good side characters. Yeah. I mean, Timothy Elephant, the sheriff of that town, in yep. episode the first episode of season two, and of course in well season six of how the, about so
0: far Obi Wan.
1: What the character? Which one? Oh, you talk about commit? Are you talking about?
0: Well, one of the bounty hunters.
1: Which which bounty hunter are we talking you about? You know
0: who it is. It's uh, um, Red Hot Chili Peppers.
1: Oh, Flea. Yeah. Flea. Okay, yeah, Flea. Yeah. That was cool to see. I mean, just, I mean Flea's not a great actor. but no, no. no.
0: <laughs> it was a great actor. I thought that, that was it, fun to I see, I they though. did a pretty good job limiting his lines and stuff like that. It's more about him being in it. Mm-hmm. But it is hilarious that the Star Wars universe has gone into this whole, we're going to just Pick out these random ass people and put them in a Star Wars episode.
1: Well, that's the thing is that Star Wars, is, in a way, has always been kind of about that because there's always those stories about them putting famous actors as stormtroopers, right, in the movie. Yep. Um. You know, famously, Daniel Craig was uh, in, I believe, Force Awakens. Yeah. Um. Tom Hardy was in Last Jedi, and I can't remember who was in Rise of Skywalker, but I know they probably did there. But it even started all the way back from the Star very first Star Wars when Dustin Hoffman played just a guard in that and a no credit scene i mean he just wanted to be in it and they put him in a quick scene with him and it, which was really cool yeah. but uh yeah it's cool when they do stuff like that um they bring in the uh, musicians or actors and stuff like that to do it real quick because there was one other sport thing i want to touch on is this uh you're, you're five episodes in the stranger things yep um uh so far how you liking it?
0: I like it, man. I, you know, they went this real dark way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my my only thing is, I will say, uh, is I feel like falling back with stuff with eleven kind of starting to get very repetitive in that mm-hmm. sense. Um, obviously, I don't. Wanna, I'm trying to be as spoiler free as I possibly can with yeah, sure. that. So it's like um, just kind of the same concept of. You know, trying to find ways to use her powers and da 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 and all that. That to me has gotten a little hint. same old, same old kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I love the dark way that they went with this. I think the evil character is fantastic.
1: Yep. Um, He's got a very Freddy Krueger, yeah, yeah, uh, vibe a, to him
0: exactly. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to finish these last couple episodes. Last night kind of got away from me a little bit. Went to bed at, at like. Ten fifteen on a Saturday night, which is very rare for me. I
1: had a very chill uh, Saturday night as well. So
0: it would have been. Uh, it was supposed to have been finishing Stranger Things last night, but I think it with the week I've had, I've gotten a lot of sun this week. Yeah, uh, there's just been my body had broken down, and it was time for a little extra sleep. So. I could
1: say that too. After playing those three straight games of this kickball on Thursday night, my body was pretty dead. Yeah. the last couple of days. Oh, yeah. So. Um, I do think the, the the payoff in seven. I think you'll be pretty happy with. Real quick, which character do you think bites the dust, and which character do you hope does not bite the dust uh, in Stranger Things?
0: Uh, I, I'm assuming you just mean that the second part of Yeah, yeah, so yeah. After yeah. this all ends, um, boy. Uh, let's see here. Give me, give me your take, real quick. I, okay, I'll, so I'll my to, my get everything up here
1: because. My thing is second part. Uh, it's gotta be a big. It's gotta be a big one, and I think the one I think it's gonna end up being is Steve Harrington, and the one I don't want it to be is Steve Harrington because Steve has had the best character arc on this entire show. Yeah, um, he's the one who's been watching over the kids. Uh, he calls himself the mom of them. Um, and that's pretty fun, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I mean, you know, they they just have some things going on the season. Like I said, I don't want to spoil anything for the next couple episodes because they still got two left. But I mean, just his character arc from being a pretty prototypical like '80s douche, you know, jock, rich parents, yeah. to going that he befriends the art the nerdiest one of the group and becomes, you know, kind of his, you know, his I guess a, 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 a weird way to say a mentor and kind of his, you know, best friend and one of the best friends. To him, you know, then befriending Robin, who he kind of has a thing for, and then finds out she's uh, she's gay, and then he befriends her, and he doesn't let you know give away her secret or anything. Um, I mean, really, it's just been a great uh, arc for him. Uh, I mean, I would hate to see any of them really die. I mean, I hated when I thought Hop- uh, Hopper died. Yeah. But uh, if they, you know, if they really do let Steve die, I think that's going to suck. But I also think that's kind of the way they're going. Yeah. Um, because over these last years he's been getting a lot more heroic, and that seems to kind of tend to lead to possibly him dying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You
0: know, it, it's hard to say that any of the kids would die. Um, yeah. I, I see that being a, a tough deal. Um, obviously, right out the gate, I would say that maybe eleven. Just thinking that something will end up mm-hmm. happening in that sense. But when I when I think of the, the story that they've created with Mike and her, I feel like it'd have to be both of them to, yeah. to go. If if one goes, they both have to go kind of thing. So I'm gonna jump out on a limb here and I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna yeah. say they both I, I have no idea. That's just kinda of my, my hot take I guess you would say, because I feel like at some point it seems like Eleven's gonna try to be a hero, but Mike's gonna have to he, Mike has been a pretty shitty boyfriend, if, if you ask me. Yeah, so far, far, yeah, he has been. Uh, you know, Eleven's got a lot of bullying going on, and he hasn't done much to help that. Yeah, solution. I was pretty disappointed
1: so, in that scene, yeah, that yeah. yeah, he didn't do more. But yeah, um, yeah I, that's a good one. That's a good take. Eleven definitely is, some, is one that would be on that table, the short list. Like, you don't want to see go. I mean, I don't want to see any of them go. But, I mean, you look at ones that would, you'd just be like, well, this fucking sucks. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then uh, just uh, before the final sports thing, we bring up uh, real quick. Looks like Top Gun's going to make almost a hundred million dollars again this weekend. That's insane. Uh, this thing is just
0: cooking. Now you left last
1: episode a little early because you had to
0: go see Top Gun again. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. A family uh, hit me up and uh, they had tickets, um, now, and they said that you know wanted to go. And so yeah,
0: so watching it again, your second time still great oh dude
1: i mean and it, it's in a when you're in a packed house and we went and saw imax again um and you just at all the i mean all the beats that they did in the movie yeah. again it just still hit every beat i mean you're just like it's just like all from like even little music cues like yeah. like the scene like i, I can't say it because I, I don't want to spoil it um but there's a certain part during the movie after a really big climactic kind of point um it's kind of a rousing moment and then the music kicks in and you're just like man this is this is so yeah. fucking good yeah um you know every just every payoff all the jokes i mean they're kind of cheesy kind of jokes in a way but at the same time too they work really well um but everything just it just still hit i mean yeah. this is still my favorite movie this is my favorite movie of the year um i think it's the best movie of the year so far um but it's uh it's just it's such a crowd pleaser. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's what you want from movies, and again, it's it's just a it's kind of a rare movie. One, it's a legacy sequel, and two, in such a saturated market, made by superhero movies, that a movie like this can come out and do what it's been doing is just fucking impressive.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely gonna go see it again in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents are dying to see it, so I think I'm gonna take them to go see it. Um, I was going to say maybe this upcoming weekend, but maybe to finish things up here, I did want to say I know you're going out of town next weekend, uh, so hopefully maybe you're going to go Thursday. Are you going to see the new Jurassic Park?
1: I am not going Thursday because we are leaving Thursday. Oh, you're leaving. We're leaving Thursday. Okay. We'll be gone Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then coming back Sunday. Oh, okay. perfect. So that's what I'm saying, like, to tell you before, you should like – with Baby Hill going on, yeah, yeah, uh, come back and just keep riding that wave of being Absolutely. pretty much just, drunk. Just stay drunk, yeah, yeah. stay drunk. Beauty. But um, uh, I do plan on trying to see it. Most likely, probably Tuesday or Wednesday, okay?
0: Because I think I'm going to go next Saturday to go. go see it. So you, maybe,
1: I'll, you know, yeah. when we get back, you know, obviously you can, you know, give us a review or whenever we do the episode, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's another one I'm interested to see I'm interested to see what kind of numbers it puts up. It's obviously projected to put up huge numbers yeah. but the way top Gun's going right now how much is that going to cut into jurassic world's yeah. like uh bottom you know the opening box office i, mean, I think i'll still do huge numbers but we'll see um real quick before we touch go because we're going to end it we're going to open it with playoffs we're going to end it with some playoffs the nhl playoffs oh for sure um we haven't been giving them enough love oh, no. yeah. um they deserve as much as possible because they have been absolutely fantastic Right now it looks like the Colorado Avalanche are getting ready to finish off the Edmonton Oilers. Yep, up 3-0. Um, up 3-0, uh, Colorado's been one of the best teams in uh, NHL. Um, the series that's really been good has been the Rangers and Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Their back-to-back champs are on the ropes at the moment. The Rangers have been kind of this team of destiny. Since they got down 3-1 to Pittsburgh, they've just been on this heater of a run. Um, and, I mean – it's just been it's been fun to watch because I've caught a couple games and let me tell you something, uh, Madison Square Garden. Uh, it's great they had the Rangers because that place hasn't been rocking like that They're in rocking. some time.
0: Yeah, it is. You know what? Anytime you got the big cities like, especially like in New York, anytime those teams are good, it's just good for the city because mm-hmm. we were talking about this. Can you imagine the Yankees are in first place, the Mets are in first place, the Rangers. Are up two to one on the Lightning, and they are, the, are two games the, away from going to the, yeah to, to going the to the freaking yeah Stanley, Cup, the Stanley finals. Cup Finals. I mean, what a time to be a New York fan! There I should. mean, very awesome. Uh, I would expect nothing less. I mean, especially free agency NBA coming up in July. Uh, you know, obviously Knicks are always a big player, and what free agency can look like, and all that. There's just a lot of great sports buzz going around right now, mm-hmm. and. Quite frankly, I mean, I'd be okay seeing the Rangers advance to the Stanley Cup. I mean, the Lightning—it's kind of cool to root for dynasties, I guess, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, eventually, you hate it because they're so good. But uh, I think it'd be pretty cool to see the Rangers.
1: Yeah, it'd be cool to see the Rangers because I mean, you get—it's uh, kind of you know you get a throwback. You know, the Avalanche haven't been good in some time. They had a run there in the uh, uh, I think it was the late '90s, kind of early 2000s, where they were uh, one of the best teams in the West. Mm-hmm. So they bounced back. Um, and then the Rangers, of course, the Rangers history with Messier, Gretzky, you know, those guys, uh, it's, you know, it's been a while since they've been able to kind of have this feeling, yeah. so it's great for them, um, so it's been, you know, it's it's great to see, like I said, they deserve they deserve more love on the show, so I wanted to give them some, um, you know, so it'd be it, that series is going to be interesting to see, you know, the Avalanche is just one game away from getting there, so... Uh, more likely they're going to be the team unless Edmonton just pulls off some shocker. But which, I think mean, it could happen.
0: Imagine a, a Denver and a New York freaking Stanley Cup.
1: That would be insane. <laughs> the
0: different time zones <laughs> we're dealing with here. I mean, my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. You're right. I, I wish we were bigger hockey guys and all that since they're talking more on here about it because it has been the better playoffs of the two for the NBA and, and NHL. And uh, just, I'm not kidding, man. I, like you know, I, I go to a lot of sports bars and and things like that, to where games are on, and I I'm always sit there and end up watching. And I mean, I love playoff hockey. I mean, it just it is what, it's fun. Yeah, it's just fun to watch. I mean, yeah. you know they're they're going around a million miles an hour, and just you know, there's been some good hits and uh, things like that. So ultimately, great playoff so far. Um, hopefully, ends ends up into a, a great Stanley Cup. So. I agree. Um, you got anything else you need to add? I think
1: that's it, man. Cool.
0: Well, guys, uh, make sure you follow us on social media, uh, both Instagram and Twitter. We're on there at your mom's favorite threesome. Uh, you want to get on there, follow what we got going. We got a lot of stuff going on this week uh, or in the next few weeks, honestly, with summer starting to go and all that. So you, you'll want to uh, follow us on there to see what's going on, what our show schedules looking like, things like that. So we'll yeah. keep you posted with everything you need to know on there. Um, Other than that, guys, you guys take care, and we'll catch you later.
1: All right, guys. Have a great week. Bye. See ya.